0: Welcome to Bothering the Band. My name is Ryan Binek, and with me as always is Abigail Ann Levy. We have a very calming, relaxing episode today. We're just peeking over the Chesterfield with our new friend, Kaylin, who makes music under the, the name Amara. And she's also on my favorite show currently called From If You Know You Know. We're so excited to have Amara on this amazing, wonderful episode of Bothering the Band. <laughs> welcome to bothering the band you're gonna have
1: fun yeah thanks for having me
0: um okay so we always start off how are you
1: i'm well it's an interesting time uh you know in the world just in general and um but I feel lucky I'm in my hometown and it's in the mountains in British Columbia. It's been warm and the river is running clear now. And um, yeah, I just feel grateful for lots of things.
0: Love it. Um, Abby knows a lot about rivers and running clear. She's, she's, she's spent some time in the mountains. So one of the questions was, where are you from? Because Um, and I'm uh, going to butcher this, but so you've been on our radar. I'm watching this great show, this spooky, great show. And I'm like, okay. Um, when Sarah sent over the stuff, I was like, holy shit, that, that woman, or that person is from the show fucking from, and it just blew my mind. And then I was telling someone else and they were like, that person's from, Hit and run. And it was just this cadence of uh like unveiling of of how famous you are in our world. <laughs> Do you get I'm recognized? When's the last time you got recognized?
1: I've been recognized once. No. Once, and it was recently in an art gallery in a city in Calgary, Alberta, where are you guys in Canada or the US?
0: The US. We're both You're in, in Florida. US.
1: Oh wow, cool. Yeah. I've never been to Florida. One of the states I've never been, and I hope to come soon. Um yeah, I got recognized recently in an art gallery in Calgary, Alberta, which is a city that I kind of started my music life in. Um, and it was really, it was really cute. They came up and said, are you an actor? I said, yeah. And then she held up her cell phone with my picture on it. And I was like, whoa, yep, that's me. And it just, been, yeah, it never happened to me before, not for hit and run or anything, Um Which is kind of nice, you know, it's sweet to be recognized for your work, but obviously for some folks in music and acting, it can be a totally different um, part of the spectrum can get a little intense for people for sure. And I just appreciate still being able to head out in sweatpants and do whatever. (laughs) Oh,
0: 100%. (laughs) I was just saying to Abby today, I'd be like, it'd be great to be like all Dano famous, because you could you you're you're in these like magical movies, and then you could still take the subway. Like that's what I that's what I would aspire to, is head down, sunglasses on, in New York City, without anyone farting around.
1: I feel like that stuff is also location dependent too. Like you mentioned, New York City, and how many photos of are there of huge actors or directors on the subway? New York is such an anonymous place in that way. And I think you can see folks and for the most part, they're kind of left alone, um, but in other areas, it's probably not the same. I don't really know, but um, it would be sweet to be able to work with the best of the best in the world and still go wherever you want and all of it be cool.
0: Yes, indeed. Um So back to being surprised and putting two and two together with, you know, a musician we like and a show that I like a lot. And I'm trying to get Abby to watch from everyone should watch this. I've seen it like blow up. I've watched it since day one. It's fucking fantastic. What's the last last thing that just surprised you? Pleasantly, let's say pleasantly.
1: Pleasantly surprised. Yeah,
0: no, no, no negative on yeah
1: okay I love this I love staying in the positive um well my family is growing one of my sisters just got engaged and my other sister's having a baby in in November so that's amazing um these all the, these types of questions are always ones that I'll think of the best answer once we finish this conversation mm-hmm. Of so course. if you if you plan on asking me like what films I'm excited to see, tell me now, and I'll think about it over the next twenty minutes. Because <laughs> I,
0: I mean, just put that on your on your radar now, because I was also saying that I'm so excited for Indiana Jones. I know it's probably not going to be the best, but I'm very excited for that.
1: Yeah. Well, since I came up with a question for myself, I think I have some answers for you for later. Lay it on <laughs> me. Um, yeah, what was I excited so excited about? I mean, I know there are things. Um, yeah, I'll think about that. Maybe I'll pop. Pa- I'll interrupt you in ten minutes and be like, "I know now."
0: <laughs> well, this is uh, the next question we have: is what shows do you love or have you recently binged?
1: I just binged Blackbird on Apple TV. Yeah, because I'd actually kind of been. I've been working on this album release campaign and it's kind of a one person operation aside from my amazing publicists. And um, so I had been on, on the watch pause for a while. Usually I'm into a few things, at least trying to keep up for work and know what's out there and who's doing what, but yeah, I, I watched Blackbird, which was, um, which was really good. It was have you seen it?
0: I know about it. I have not seen it. It's uh, Taryn Edgerton.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the man who plays Larry Hall. It's based on True Events, serial killer show.
2: Um,
0: I feel like that's Abigail's territory.
2: Is it? Have you seen it? I don't have Apple TV.
0: Oh, no. yeah. You refuse.
1: I won't, I do. I do want to see it, but I can't.
0: She likes murdery scary stuff.
1: Well, it's kind of nice in this show because a the killer isn't glorified as some recent shows have been really knocked for and I appreciate that and it isn't graphic so much. It's really about the relationship between um this man who is a a drug dealer who is asked to go into the prison. He's arrested for his own crimes and is asked to go into this um prison for the criminally insane to try and get a confession from this other guy. Um who the, yeah, the acting there's some really incredible performances in the show. So I recommend watching it for that. It's eerie, super eerie and crazy that these things happen in real life, but I guess they make for good television, huh?
0: Yeah. I mean, I love Eerie and a great cast. I just, there's so much shit that I just can't even keep up. It's like, I want to watch that. And then it just gets buried for like seven months until I get there.
1: That's one really interesting thing about the world we're in now is just the amount of content is absolutely impossible to keep up with. I'm super curious to see what happens with all the restructuring that's happening in the industry now with the Writers Guild striking and SAG pending striking. Um, but I mean, we need to be restructuring what everything looks like in the streaming world that we're in um, so that everyone can get a fair out of the pie, so to speak. Um, but that might mean a little less content coming out, who knows, but it's a lot, I'm <laughs> sure it's
3: wild.
0: It is bananas. Um here's a first really dumb question is soap operas did you or your family watch soap operas growing up also are there like in america there's like five soap operas that have been on for 20,000 years um are there canadian soap operas that have been on for a while that are staples
1: okay so i think young and the restless is an american one right I I was not allowed to really watch TV growing up. We had two channels. We were allowed like, thir- strangely, we were allowed like 30 minutes of either Seinfeld or home improvement. Um, <laughs> Seinfeld, obviously not being made for children. Um, but yeah, we were sort of very limited in our screen time, which I appreciate. But I remember some of my friends' moms being home and like, are not to... Young and the Restless fans and I'd be like peeking over the Chesterfield being like oh my gosh what is this show it's so dramatic and someone's always crying and we're kissing or whatnot but the closest thing we had I guess would have been we went traveling when I was a kid when I was 12 to New Zealand and Australia for a year we went backpacking and um, we lived in in a town for a period of time and their show In Australia, or sorry, New Zealand is Home and Away. And I wouldn't call it so much a soap opera. It's a little bit soapy, but it's more like, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of, I think like Margot Robbie might have come up in that show. Sort of, um, I might be wrong. One of the big Australian actresses started in that show. I think a lot of actors, you know, had some episodes when they were young. So maybe it was closer to, like Gossip Girl meets The O.C. meets something a little more family-friendly. I don't know. If S S Club 7 could be a a TV show, then it would be in my memory. I might be way off here, but that's my memory. Mm. Abby's having a laugh over here. I I just know
2: the S Club 7. That's a first, I think, for the podcast. It's a deep cut. (laughs) I haven't thought about that in a while. Oh, my
1: gosh. Well, when we were over there, um, we traveled in a van for nine months and we had a little ghetto blaster just sitting in the, it was an old ambulance, like to my absolute horror that I came home from school one day and my dad had bought another vintage ambulance for us to travel in. And I was like going on 13, just thinking this is the most uncool van you know that I've ever seen cut to me now in my life like looking for one to buy for myself um
0: I was gonna I was I was gonna have two follow-ups one is another ambulance so it was a second ambulance
1: oh yeah well I think the, f- <laughs> the first van we had when I was a kid was a as was a an old Ford Econoline it looks like a little cartoon character. And my my car seat was bolted to the motor cover in between the two front bucket seats, like facing the windshield, which was not really recommended for infants. But I got to see the open road as a kid. And then yeah, I mean, I just wanted to be like everyone else. I wanted the minivan and the like the nice stuff, but um yeah, we we were a little more alternative, which again I appreciate it now, but but back to S Club 7 quickly, we had a, a ghetto blaster in the back of this band in New Zealand. And there were a, a handful of CDs that probably got played like in the hundreds of times. And it was Lauren Hill, Miseducation, S Club 7, um, Moby Play, and I'd have to yell down to my sisters for the other ones, but... I think there was a red hot chili peppers californication because that came out that year and i just read his memoir by the way
0: who is flea or anthony Kiedis?
1: anthony ketis i haven't read fleas yet but um i
0: read i read both i've read both i recently ketis though i read fleas first highly recommend both but fleas hit me a little bit
1: more oh uh, okay cool i'm really interested in that i i went down a dive for that. Um, with that band that I hadn't even when I was into them as a teenager. After reading that memoir, I guess just being a musician now too, but being from such a different upbringing and such a different trajectory as a musician, that it's just so fascinating to read some of those stories like kids who grew up in LA or New York. It's very different than Fernie British Columbia, I can tell you that.
0: That's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. We just saw Chili Peppers last year in Orlando, actually. Oh, uh, sweet. We, yeah, we have a soft spot for them in our hearts
3: that's and we awesome. grew up very different
0: I will say this that you had the luxury of a car seat which I don't think we had I'm a little older but I feel like you're like it's facing forward which is a huge no-no and I'm like looking back <laughs> and I'm like I don't even think we had a car seat whoa yeah. were you
1: like pickup truck baby like in the middle
0: no but I there were moments where we were someone's dad would be like let's hop in the truck and go to the store and we'd hop in the back and i would never i have a daughter she's eight and i would never fucking let her do that now (laughs) (laughs) i do want to buy an ambulance though
1: yeah they're they're good conversion bands
0: i just want to leave it all original
1: (laughs) (laughs) the gurney in the back and all that
0: (laughs) Flopping around. You could just
1: run like a vitamin IV operation. Those are pretty hot these days. People yeah. want a side hustle, you
3: know?
0: <laughs> um, okay. Do you work out? Yeah. Okay. How often? Are we talking like diligent working out? Are we talking casual? I'll run in the wilderness or whatever?
1: Um, I try to move every day. I'm pretty episodic when it comes to what I'm doing just because my landscape, environment, lifestyle changes, depending on what I'm doing. Um, When I was filming From, I went back to the gym for the first time since, in that way, like almost since high school, it's like lifting weights and it just felt like an environment. Everyone else was also doing it too. So I'd see like my cast members there. And um, I like to run and I'm a huge swimmer. So in the summer, whenever I can get into a lake or a river, I'm there. and yoga is always something i can kind of carry with me everywhere but i've been thinking about weights again cuz you know you get older and I, apparently it's just really important to keep the muscle density for the bones and i can feel it i don't know i'm still young but i can start to feel the shift already so got to keep taking care i think it's consistency that's interesting when you have a lifestyle that's so inconsistent inconsistent is the word inconsistent
0: <laughs> well, Abby and I were just talking about the sounds our bodies make when we when we first wake up in the morning. Oh, and, yeah. and I said I compared mine to like opening a bag of chips, <laughs> and it's just all ankles and knees. It's like I don't know if this was to sound like that. I'm not really sure. And I try to move too. My doctor recently said he's like as, on, as long as you're moving your body 15 minutes a day, you're good. And I was like, "Oh, I can do that. I can do that."
1: Is that specific to you, or
0: I don't know. You um, need to ask
2: next time, so I need to know whether or not I should go to the doctor.
0: <laughs> you should probably. You should probably move. Uh, Abby went to the beach today, and she saw a shark. This is something oh, else you are saying.
1: Oh yeah, you're right in before, Florida.
0: Right before we were, you, you logged on. Um, okay, do you meditate? I do. Okay, and do you do? You, chant is it more breath focused is it is it environmental do you have to have silence can you do it anywhere like
1: um my practice is more sort of rooted in um zazen a bit of a hybrid of vipassana so it's usually done in a quiet space, but a lot of the practice is based on equanimity. So if there is sound or distraction or whatnot, it's about sort of really being neutral to any sensation in the body, any thought that arises, any sound, um, things like that. So my my practice is sort of, sometimes I will get really focused on one thing if I've just been to a course um, or studied with a teacher um but then sometimes i'll you know i'll read joe dispenza or um or listen to a bunch of sam harris and kind of get some ideas yeah you're a pro sam harris i feel like it goes Uh, one way or the other
0: yeah yeah sporadically (laughs) though um abby and i have also over the years like uh tic nan han we like that that dude he's fun
1: he's awesome one of my very dear friends is a um, a deep, like not hung, student, I would say self-prescribed student. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's similar to my workout regime. It's like, I, I have a practice that's my own. And I, I try to sit every day and, um, but it, it is subject to a little bit of, um, shift or, or, or flow, I suppose, depending on where I am, or if there's something I feel I'm really into neuroplasticity. I think it's an amazing tool for for growth and and just like self uh, healing, especially if you're prone to negative self talk, which I think most people can be, unfortunately. So I'm really into that. And I when I started reading about um, just neuroplasticity from a neuroscience perspective, and then getting into certain authors or teachers who, who use practices to, um, change the wiring of the brain to get into the subconscious and actually shift how we operate, um, in our autopilot mode. It was really inspiring to me just to add some of that into my meditation practice and see how it started changing, how I just operated in my day-to-day life and automatically responded to circumstances I was in or am in. Um, so yeah, I'm a huge proponent of of meditation and, and just those sort of healing arts.
0: I appreciate that. I know Abigail does. And, um, don't they have a great voice? You're you keep talking. Cause I'm just like vibing out right here, you know? Great (laughs) soothing voice. And I'm going to follow that up with a really dumb question. We're going to like, just go off the rails right now. Um, Would you rather be hit by a car or run over by a bunch of bulls?
1: Holy smokes. I got to pretend I was hit by a car once. And even watching that back, I was like, I don't think I ever want that to happen. It's pretty
0: violent looking when you see it. I've seen it in New York. And I'm like,
1: oh, you dude. saw someone get hit by a car, not even
0: bad, like, uh, like, just, a I I saw a woman get clipped and roll on the hood by a cab, and she was totally fine. But it looked so dicey. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't finish these nachos now. And she popped back up.
1: I feel like your question is conducive to me asking, like, do you want to get strike struck by lightning or? or like killed by thunder if that's even possible
0: (laughs) i don't know but that's very poetic and i'm writing that down
1: (laughs) nice i don't know i mean the bull thing sounds pretty terrible sounds like a slow and painful way to go maybe the i guess you're not really asking if i'd rather die one way or the other it's like would you rather this happen or that happen
0: Well, I appreciate you really overthinking
1: Terrible, terrible two options to give a
0: person. (laughs) I, I, I was thinking about this, and I was like, I feel like your odds, where are your odds better of, like, coming out less scathed?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like that with the bulls, you know, you might have more of a mystical experience getting trampled by a herd of bulls as opposed to you know, some jerk who wasn't looking where they were going in the car. Just the violence of like a a, a man-made metal thing as opposed to, you know, all these well, yeah, wild animals and just the experience of that could be really life-changing. Who knows? I guess I'll go for that. My final answer today is I would prefer to get run over by... Um, did you say a pack of bulls?
0: I said by a bunch of bulls. A
1: bunch. Okay. A bunch or a herd or whatever the term is.
0: Something like that. Um, okay. What is, this is for both of you right now because I'm curious your opinion. In public, you have a hair stuck in your mouth like I do right now because I have a gross beard. What's the protocol for getting it out? Because I can't stop <laughs> thinking about it right now. Oh, my God.
1: Um Hey, are you eating or not eating? The hair? Yeah, like is it happening when you're eating or like just random?
0: Let's say both. Say once while you're eating at a work dinner.
1: I think it's it's always going to depend who I'm around and whether I want to make a scene about it. You know, because if it's like if it's a hair in your food that's not yours and you're with a close friend, you're going to be like, oh, like probably pulling it out and making it super dramatic. If I was by myself, I'd probably do it very discreetly.
0: Um, does it gross you out if someone else does it? That's what I'm trying to get
3: to. Oh, yeah
1: that's a bit of a weird thing to watch someone do for sure.
0: I know. Hi, nice to meet you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're a sweater cover person. You can just pretend to take your sweatshirt off and while you're inside, handle yeah. it and then unveil, you know.
2: but also <laughs> just trim your gross beard and that won't be as much of a problem. Yeah, do that soon. you could do that for sure.
0: Some, even if it's short, still, all right, whatever, y'all. Okay, Venus Williams or Venus de Milo, the sculpture. And you can only choose one. Williams. Good answer. Moving on. <laughs> just doesn't even matter. Uh, how do you feel about Crocs? Look better
1: on everyone else than me want to get down I, I dream of having like some you know neon orange with my old Levi jeans and I, I just haven't got there maybe personally I will say though that my dad bought me a pair like some a bunch of years ago before they were street style items and I literally said oh thanks um what are these for (laughs) and they were he used them in the garden and my mom uses used hers in the garden so I think I don't know where they are now they started to get ripped up and everything maybe they'd be a relic now to try and find them the originals
0: the vintage
1: yeah so I think I I mean Balenciaga took it on there's got to be something to it I'm not really a trendy person, no. I'm, I'd like to be fashion forward, but I'm always focused on other things, I guess. I need help with that.
0: Our, but that's the philosophical thing. Is our Crocs fashion forward or did like fashion have to go backwards to get there?
2: You have to think about idiocracy and what they said. Did you have you seen this movie, Idiocracy? No, I haven't. Um, it's a great movie. In general, but they're in the future. Like these people were cryogenically frozen and the experiment goes wrong. They wake up like a thousand years in the future, and America's just a wasteland. Weird. A bunch of dumb
0: dums. It's a comedy.
2: Um, yeah, it's a comedy. But when they were dressing the people of the future, there's the director was like, or the sorry, the costume designer was like, Well, I'm looking for these shoes. Like they need to look like idiots would wear them. Like the people of the future have overbred and they're stupid. And she's like, I need idiot shoes, and so she went on this huge ser- search, and she found Crocs, and she brought them back to the set. And this was before, probably when you had a pair. It was before they were everything. Oh wow! Because um, this movie's like late nineties, probably. Okay. Early two thousands, and so um, they were. You know, the director's like, well, those are hideous, but you know. What about them? She's like, well, they're idiot shoes. Like idiots would wear these. things like, what if they get really famous one day or really popular? And she was like, they're idiot shoes. They never will. And that's, that's how everybody true. in the sad dystopian wasteland American
1: future ends up wearing crops. Oh my gosh! I mean, I think I have a I have a challenging relationship with just that world as it pertains to consumerism and capitalism and trade and uh, sorry, trade um, trend. And just that we get fixated on these things that at the end of the day, it's like a piece of rubber. That's probably really not very good for the planet. And some of them are costing thousands of dollars and just the fixation that we get on these certain things. And, and yeah, where we're, we're living in such an attention economy that it's like, it's it's tough for me because I know I get caught up in it just as much as the next person you know but it's it's a weird weird chapter we're living in maybe just because everything is accessible to most people or at least to a lot to the privileged it's uh we don't need to get dark we said we were going to keep this light right
0: yeah let's 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 go somewhere else okay yeah how do you feel about snagging something from a neighbor's garbage, meaning like furniture or something secondhand, oh, I'm
1: all for secondhand finds wherever i I'm not a I'm not gonna dump and jump into a dumpster, probably. I've never done that. but you know, great chair in an alleyway or on the side of the road. I'm all for it. And I would love if, you know, I put my own stuff out on the street if someone would actually come and take it.
0: yeah. Uh, I asked this, well, second question is, if you're grabbing something, let's say you're grabbing a chair out of your neighbor's garbage and they see you. Are you embarrassed? And if so, why?
1: Um, I might have been in the past, but I think now I would I've become more comfortable with this being who I am. And I'd probably say, are you really getting rid of this? I love it. I'm gonna try and use it That's in my real house. Good. Oh yeah. Cause I think it's, we can, it's so funny with situations like that, you know, cause you can make it really embarrassing for yourself, even though it doesn't have to be,
0: <laughs> this just happened to be yesterday. So that's
1: where, oh, amazing. That's
0: where this is coming from. I, I saw a table I'm looking at it right now. I saw a table, like, I don't know, five, five doors down. And I like went to go get coffee and I came back and then I was like, I'm going to go get that fucking table. And I walked and I grabbed it and I, it's big. So I had to like put it on my body and like walk kind of blindly. And then I heard the neighbor and I know them kind of, and I heard their garage open. So I know they just saw me walking away. I didn't even look back. And I thought to myself, why am I embarrassed though? Mm -hmm. I think you helped me there. Cause I should have turned back and be like, dope, dope table.
2: What about secondhand, secondhand embarrassment? I Uh, went with my sister to walk her dogs a week or so ago and her neighbor had a whole like, um, like all these bar stools and this like patio table and stuff. And they're all around the trash can. And I was like, oh, they're throwing that stuff away. And my sister's like, why? I was like, because I just bought a place. Maybe I need some of this furniture. And I like start, she's like, what are you doing? That's their trash. And I was like, that's the point. It's their trash. Plus it's 930 at night and there's no street lights here. So if I take this bar stool, like what, they're going to come find me and be like, no, that was supposed to go to the dump. And she was (laughs) so embarrassed. Very true. And then her dog set off some motion sensor light on their house. So then all of a sudden we were like flooded in light and she like scurried away.
3: <laughs> so amazing! Funny. I
2: did not take the chair. It was really gross actually, but.
0: Uh, mm. So many butts around it.
1: I found, I found a chair on the side of a highway once that ended up being featured in a magazine and it was like a three or $4,000 chair. It's, a, it's amazing. It's a huge olive green leather chair that fits it's just a big, like, sort of old designer armchair. It's not like an Eames
0: chair, beautiful. is it?
1: No, no. I hope, I hope I'll find an Eames on the side of the road one day. Yeah. But it was, it was like it could be the equivalent of if it, you know, it's that nice. But yeah, it was, it was a freebie. So.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: Got to get it when you can.
0: I love it. Um, in in the same turn couple months ago I put I put tools out by the front and someone snagged those immediately. Like I couldn't even believe how fast it was. So I'm happy the cyclical thing. And next time. Oh I never used to get like this in New York. I would steal something from the garbage and feel nothing. But I don't know something about the suburbs in South Florida. It's
1: a little different.
2: Very specifically your location.
0: I know because no the one, fact of
2: the matter is no you one are is, being judged. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm already the only one like covered in tattoos in this like <clears throat> well to do suburban neighborhood. Okay, you worked with Reuben in the Dark. I did. And I I have a soft spot for. I love that. I love that band. What songs did you work on? What songs are you most proud of?
1: Um there's a well I co-wrote on Love.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: and Otherwise, I joined the band when Funeral Sky was finished and I kind of um, replaced a guitarist. And so a lot of it was written. Um, I I worked on Stay Wild after the fact, which I love that song. Um, I sing on a bunch of the Unloved record. There's um, Wise Man is a really cool one. Um, And I don't know if they play that uh song very often live but i really love that song i think it's cool it's more like you know poetry i suppose spoken word in a way um but yeah uh what else um wild we did like some leonard cohen uh covers that i worked on and um there's a song called red river that i worked on but yeah, it was sort of, even though I was in the band for a long time, my involvement was always sort of around actually writing a record or recording a record. Um, and so I don't have a huge list of of songs that I was on in the studio or anything.
0: I love it. I just wanted an excuse to talk about a great band. That was it. yeah. I'm also dodging the any any mention of from cuz I feel like you're in the thick of it with the fu- uh, finale yesterday and I, we try to be a little bit different here so Nice, I, I, I love I t- it. I told myself I was like don't bother her about from. <laughs> Go get that table from the garbage.
1: I got a coffee table from the what's called the free cycle at the dump in my hometown today from my mom's house. So I you're not alone, friend.
0: I love it. It's it's again, you can't see it, but it's a big table and it's gonna be perfect for my daughter to like draw. She draws a lot, so that'll be her nice her jam. Do you have a dream catcher in your home?
1: No, I don't no
0: dream catcher. That's surprising.
1: I is it? <laughs> yes. I bought one. Um do you know why the... it's
0: surprising? Uh
1: I could I could ha- I have a few guesses of why you might think I would maybe
0: <laughs> Oh, it's just because you have a song called Dreamcatcher.
1: oh <laughs>
0: nice. It's nothing what you're thinking. It's just well,
1: it's funny because that song isn't really about a dream catcher, so to speak. um yeah, no, I, I bought a dreamcatcher from a a blackfoot artist in Calgary some years ago and I think it's actually um now, in the desert with Ruben from Ruben in the dark. He has it. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a dream catcher at the moment.
0: I like that. This is this, this episode is turning into like secondhand. What did you say? Secondhand uh, gift giving and recycling. things in the
1: Cycle. It's good. I love it.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, What music did you listen to today?
1: Today. Holy smokes, um, there was a bunch playing in our
3: house. I had to Snow Allegra, um, Kendrick Lamar
1: uh, and 36, which is one of my favorite ambient artists, like literally just the number 36. Um,
0: yeah, I know of them because of our interview we read with with you. oh really Tower records Oh,
1: interesting yeah um yeah he made a record called stasis sounds for long distance space travel which is just a bunch of really incredible ethereal like it literally feels like you're traveling through space and it's often just the first thing i put on when i get up in the morning
0: that's great i i copied you a few times because we we do we do a big deep dive but then also we're we're music geeks we're not musicians we're music geeks at heart and so we take it very seriously and anytime someone in the world is like you gotta listen to this we're like all right we're doing it right this second amazing so keep the recommendations coming okay uh do you ever dream in hebrew
1: no i i just simply do not speak enough of that language that would be amazing if I that did. that would go. be fun
0: if you couldn't speak it in real life but somehow dreamed it yeah yeah Okay, um how do you describe your music?
1: Oh, well, it's really interesting that you asked this question because I've always destri- described it as ethereal dream pop and I don't know if the new record is that anymore. Um I think there's some dream pop there. I guess there's also just some indie pop and pop rock. Um but I know that I'm really influenced by ambient music and cinematic um, scores and things. And that's partly probably what I'm always trying to achieve is just the feeling of, of that, um, in the music. So it's really hard. I'm the worst Like when I'm trying to pitch my stuff to Spotify playlists and everything. And they ask you like, what genre is this? Or what is the feeling of this song? I'm, I'm really terrible at it. So
0: well, you're not the only one. You're not the only guest to be like, I don't know, like
1: I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's funny too when you're in your head as a as an artist and you think, "Oh yeah, this was really influenced by my relationship to jazz music and R&B music and um even world music I grew up listening to." And it's so subtle probably to the outside listener that they'd be like, there's no R&B in this. I'm like, no, no, there is. There really is. Yeah.
3: It's right here.
1: (laughs) Yeah, That's right. You hear that in the beat? That's R&B. So yeah, maybe just still in the dream pop um, area to keep it simple, but I'm, I'm not the one to ask. I always want other people to tell me (laughs) so I can, (laughs) you know, categorize it for myself.
0: Oh, of course. I mean, we like to ask that question because we feel the, the most of the time, the artist will even by not answering or not being able to capture it, it says so much. Um, then you get sometimes happy. Who was it that we had on that was described as pop punk and it couldn't be further from the truth? Like it was, it was, you know, it was, I think it was Bedouin Sound Clash. Is that Maria Bell? I think we had them on and we we're like, I look, we look, found one description of your music as pop punk. I was like, I don't think that's correct.
1: Pop punk, that yeah, that's that's very different than I would describe their music. I haven't heard their stuff in a long, long time. But when they kind of came out, it was way more like folk dub, wouldn't you say?
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, it's like folky reggae, hip hop, punk rockish. If you really want to go that they, way,
1: they called it Art World Reggae. There you go.
0: Right, Art World Reggae, right. the whole Mandala. We've had a lot of Canadian acts on this pod. Uh, so much so that we've been oh you're just a Canadian music podcast now I'm like,
3: ah, yeah. okay
1: <laughs> it's cool I know we we appreciate it we don't always get the opportunities so especially down down where you are so it's great
0: well I'm like well, whatever they're making good we just go where the good music is that's that's really it and people we like um okay first love acting filmmaking music.
3: Wow um yeah I mean the order
1: in which I've done things has been filmmaking music acting but I would not say that's necessarily the order I think I probably fell in love with music first because I grew up listening to it I had I was exposed to music before anything else um and I grew up around a lot of it and a lot of live music and um yeah, I think I always thought I would want to play one day, but I didn't start until my mid-20s. It was just a long... Whoa,
0: that's crazy.
1: Yeah, and acting too was even later. I started acting in my late 20s. Um, I had these pipe dreams that I was sort of actively moving towards, but I went to film school and started making um, fashion films and music videos. And yeah, just kind of like supporting other people in their visions for themselves in a way. and. I think finally it just dawned on me. That I really need to start playing in bands and start actually trying to be an actor. And just kind of threw all my energy into that. I appreciate my my background as a filmmaker because it kind of supports all of it. Um, I'm going off on limbs here.
0: We would love it. I'm trying to keep up with writing notes, even though we're recording it. I take notes. Like, nice. Doing my best. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do you follow us on Instagram?
1: I think so from just from the other day.
0: Please do. And everyone, um, I don't know whichever your Instagram you want to choose, but we I have uh Amara. Amar- How do you I gotta spell it because it's this it's the word combined? A-M-A-A-R-A-M-A-A-R-A.
1: Oh, it's That's so annoying. It, yeah, my original Instagram, which was very easy. Got deleted by instagram forever and i can't retrieve it so i was trying to come up with a new one so it's amara mara but the a's are mashed up
0: (laughs) there's a name for that there's a there's some sort of literary device for that i don't know what it is um like race car spelled backwards is race car what's that one
1: Oh, like mom or dad?
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, I went, what are they called? You norm... <laughs> 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 um, oh, you know, like mom or dad? <laughs> like those words? Yeah, there's... they're much easier ones to wrap our heads around.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's some for sure. There's some but better palindromes, this... palindromes.
0: Palindromes. Oh, yeah,
1: dope. And what a great word that is, isn't it? That is a
0: fun one, too. It
2: would you... have been more fun if they made it a palindrome.
0: Yeah. Totally.
2: I feel like they missed
1: real cool opportunity. They missed an opportunity, yeah.
0: <laughs> you said a word earlier that I really love, and I try to shoehorn it in my regular life. Is episodic. I like that word a lot. That's a fun one. It's not too fancy. It's not too big for its britches, you know? It's like just fancy.
1: Yeah, I've started... I don't know if you two feel this, like the older you get, the more you find yourself saying things that you would have heard your school teachers say, or your parents' friends say, or something like that. And I've started saying fits and starts lately. And I was like, dude, this is what, who are you? Like, are you 56 already? So I think episodic kind of just distills that into a better, better term. So I'm trying to go with that instead (laughs)
0: oh fits since that's so fun <laughs> uh we end uh we end the episodes <laughs> i got the giggles now we end every episode <laughs> with a, a song from the artist what song of yours should we end this episode with
1: oh of mine um what when when is this coming out
0: well, we're gonna move up, but you have a new album coming out, right? An EP, uh, I believe. Child of Venus.
1: It's an LP. It's the first. It's an LP. Like my bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. devils. <laughs> devils. Um, that's a good one too. That's, <laughs> that's a that's a grandpa term right there. Oh, devils.
0: Yeah. Well, um, listen to the pod. You'll probably hear it a bunch. I say nice. a
1: lot. I'll take. I'll take it. Um. Well, if it's after July sixth that you're posting this, um, I would say maybe the song "Still" from the record um, is being released on July sixth.
0: I think this will be after after that because we are trying to, you know, get a little second wave of promo for you. And you know, this is just how the cookie crumbles. I'm trying to That's think of awesome. more old timey sayings.
1: Do you edit your podcast, or is it just like right out the gate, whole thing? She
3: does I don't a know little bit
2: does. of both, but it's, That's amazing. it's mostly raw because I found when we edit things, you lose some of the context and the fun stories that we receive by asking off the wall questions.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Well, any of my dark limbs that are cuttable, feel free. Okay. Go <laughs> into shadow territory all the time. Um, Yeah. I, I've had a couple of recent interviews where there was they were video interviews and there were even like zoom freezes for like minutes at a time and all that's up on youtube and i was like well we could have cut that oh no i I will always get that stuff we don't
0: we don't post video either we're just strictly audio i
1: appreciate that
0: this is a labor of love it started during the pandemic and we were just like how do we befriend our favorite musicians it's
1: such a great idea and just to have conversations that you don't have with other people because doing press, obviously sometimes you're fielding the same questions over and over again. And it's been interesting so far. I've had a a real variety, craziest tour stories to like all these awesome questions. It's really cool. Appreciate what you're doing.
0: Yeah. We try to be a little bit, a little bit different and to wrap this up, uh, this is probably the hardest one since our first question we asked. (laughs) Uh, If you could interview any musician live or dead, who would you interview? But it's in the same vein as our dumb, very unprofessional.
3: Hmm.
1: Oh wow. Uh if he'd be down, Tom York. I feel like I've seen a couple interviews where he's still obviously like very intelligent and but he's lighthearted enough that he might he might be down to play. I don't, I don't know. He's just my fave, so.
0: I think you could I think if you were like this is very different than we're we don't care about like you know what instrument used on jigsaw falling into place like we don't care about it probably
1: that I feel like maybe he'd appreciate that.
0: We want to know last time you spilled soup on yourself.
1: Yeah, totally. <laughs> you drink tea on Saturdays? You drink tea all di- all week or only on the weekends. Um like if you ever that. get the opportunity to interview him, and you need question ideas, just feel free to shoot
0: me. <laughs> okay, you got it. Tom you're, he's coming up next. He's tomorrow. <laughs>
1: come on.
0: He's a big listener, but refuses to come on.
1: <laughs> Are you true? Is that <laughs> no, real? No, no, no. Oh, I was like,
0: <laughs> that'd be such <laughs> me, a funny thing. He's a great out. episode. I'm still not coming on. Yeah. By the way, we have a text relationship in this hypothetical. hmm Nice. Um. Okay, uh drop some more what's next for you on us? Are you going to tour, promo yourself?
1: Yeah, I'm really hoping to put a band together. I'm I'm uh, we're waiting to hear about from season 3. Um yeah, we
0: all are.
1: We had sort of anticipated that we would have been back now if we were going forward, but the strikes are obviously um a bit of a uh slow down in that way so um yeah I'm heading back out to eastern Canada in a few days and I'm gonna try and put a band together and play some shows and I haven't played live with Amara since 2019 oh wow um so it's been a long time and yeah I I miss playing shows so much I used to tour a lot and um, So that and then, yeah, there's some potential other film stuff happening that's still sitting on the table that I I
0: can't speak of yet. Um, oh, I love it when guests do that. It's so exciting because then it's like a pre- it's like a present in like six months. Then we're like, oh, that's and we're like, remember,
1: remember when
2: they
3: that's wouldn't the tell thing. us? <laughs> that was the thing.
0: Well, also, it's it's funny because especially in
1: film, you know, you might have something that you know you might have been picked for but then you don't know until really I've kind of learned to just say you know what when I'm on set doing it then maybe I have the job and then maybe if I make the edit then I really have the job like it's just you can't attach yourself to those outcomes so yeah there's some potentially really cool stuff coming and hopefully season three and I'm excited to get this record out into the world Um, it's been done for a long time and it's uh yeah i'm i feel ready to make the next one too so obviously you gotta make room for that and
0: oh that that's so inspiring i love it
1: yeah thanks
0: that's a great place to call this episode this has been so much fun Um, (laughs)
1: thank you such a blast
0: for real uh i have to just geek out a little bit love your music love the show from loved hit and run had no idea i like the like in my weird mind i was like it's two individual artists and then to find out it's like having these worlds come together was real fun so thanks for that um and i'm happy i don't want to spoil anything or geek out too much but this has been great and congrats on the new album and we're Thank rooting you for so you much.
1: Thank come you. to florida
0: abby will show you sharks
1: My friend is building a house down there right now and I really want to come visit. So I will 100% look you up.
0: Florida is a wild, wild place.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's, I, I have never been, never been to Miami.
0: I'm biting my tongue.
1: I mean, it's definitely got a reputation on some fronts. Absolutely. But you two are there. My friend, my friends out there, there's obviously a cool community and really rad stuff going on. And it's, stunning too i've been to the south of of like georgia and south carolina and it's a special ecology down there
0: beautiful yeah well thank you so much for doing bothering the band this this is yapping on and on and on on on. keep going i'm just (laughs) over here meditating
1: it's nice (laughs) all right thank you for having me so much
0: yeah no problem have a good one
3: stay in stay your